The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. And we have with us a returning guest. In fact, somebody who's going to be with us right here in Cleveland very, very soon at our Bringing America Back to Life convention. One of our presenters is here joining me on the line right now. Joe Dallas is somebody who I invited him to come to the convention because I had such a good time talking to Joe and just found so much of what he said and talked about in our interviews that I said, you know what, Joe, you got to come and, and be one of our conference speakers here at, in, in Cleveland. And he said, sure, he'd love to come along. So, Joe, welcome to the program and welcome to Cleveland very soon. Thank you, Molly. It's good to be talking with you. Absolutely. Joe is an author. He's a conference speaker. He's an ordained pastoral counselor. He directs biblical counseling ministries for those dealing with sexual and relationship problems and with their families as well. He has authored six books on human sexuality from a Christian perspective. He's a contributing writer for the Christian Research Journal, and his articles have appeared in Christianity Today, the Journal of Christian Healing, and on and on and on. And he's been on my program many times, as well as being on all kinds of other things. I think he's been on some of the major, the 700 Club, the Joan Rivers Show, you know, ABC News, Evening News, just a very, very well-rounded presenter. So, Joe, you are going to be coming to Cleveland, and you're going to be here, and I'm just going to pull up. We've got 12 speakers over the two days, so it's always trying to keep them all straight is always quite the challenge here for us. <laughs> but that's fine. We do do that, and we do it very well. So you are going to be talking on Saturday, March the 9th, here at, at the Embassy Suites in Independence, and, it, of course, it's at the Bringing America Back to Life. You'll be talking at 2.30 in the afternoon on Saturday afternoon right after lunch so it'll it'll be people will have an opportunity to come and listen to you then and you are going to be talking about Christians in a cancel culture it's a fascinating topic you've written a book on this tell us a little bit about this Joe well it's an interesting position we're finding ourselves in Molly uh, I would be exhibit a for that position I am what you would call an accidental activist in that uh, I, 37 years ago, started off as a biblical counselor just wanting to help people who wanted to walk away from transgenderism or homosexuality. And that was all I wanted to do was live my life and help other people who wanted to live theirs according to their consciences as Christians. I never thought I would have to defend that or go out and do you know, cultural warrior type stuff. I, I only wanted to be there for people who wanted help. But I found as the years passed, the culture was drifting further and further away from Judeo-Christian influence. And then it eventually seems to drift towards uh, a little bit of contempt 
for that influence, Mm -hmm. and then into a downright hostile position and attitude towards it. And this is the position I think a lot of modern believers find themselves in, Molly. Most of us are not interested in picking a fight with anyone. But what we are finding is that as the culture has shifted in some of its primary beliefs, it has shifted to redefinitions. Now, that's an important point. The culture is redefining basic concepts like hate, justice, love, normal behavior. And those of us who hold to traditional definitions are now finding ourselves having to defend our beliefs in those traditional definitions and our right to live according to our own consciences, um, to the dictates of those traditions. So the bottom line is Christians in a cancel culture, that is a phrase describing modern believers who adhere to biblical definitions of family, sexuality, social justice, um, uh, uh, fairness versus bigotry, Those of us who hold those traditional viewpoints are now having to defend ourselves. So what I'm hoping to talk about during uh, our conference there in Ohio is how we can be better equipped, first by understanding what the hostility is about. Why is there such open hostility towards our positions on, for example, racial justice or life within the womb or uh, transgender or uh, the definition of family and sexuality. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we can get a better handle on why it is that we find ourselves more and more, not just marginalized, which I think we could handle just fine, but vehemently opposed and, and even threatened yeah. with restrictions on our freedom of speech. And then, of course, how we can respond to it without sacrificing our own character. That's important too because we don't want to turn into a bunch of jerks but we do want to be bold enough to say now wait a minute we have to draw the line when you tell me what i may or may not say Mm -hmm. and i think that isn't the best tradition of christianity Mm -hmm. you know one of the things you say in your book and 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 folks i'm I'm, i i i I, as far as i remember you are bringing your book we will have your book for sale yes yes absolutely so there you'll be able to buy um we purchased joe dallas's book here at the convention so it's a phenomenal book it actually sits on my on my bookshelf right behind my microphone so i have it (laughs) (laughs) it's a great book but one of the things that you one of the things you say you know about keeping the faith and lose, but lose lose the offense. You actually, it's a it's a subtitle in your first chapter, and I it, it's one of the ones that I have underlined. It says you'll need to give an answer to to those people that are challenging you, uh, not to not only in response to the culture's challenge, but also in response to what may become one of the church's last major temptations, the temptation to minimize the importance of doctrine that are critical for the faith to the faith, but offensive to the world. I, I just love that because it, it, in a nutshell, it puts it all together. Well, that is what we're facing, isn't it, Molly? I yep. think we're facing the pressure to either change our positions on, on critical issues or at least minimize the importance of those positions and um, basically soft pedal our uh, commitment to those positions uh, just for example I'm hearing more and more uh, Christian leaders unfortunately soft pedaling the need for us to be clear 
on the definition of marriage yep. as a heterosexual union or um, soft pedal our clarity on the right of the unborn to live, all in the interest of getting along better. And, uh, you know, on some issues we do that, don't we, Molly? I mean, my gosh, I, 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 I don't want to pick a fight with anybody. Yeah. But um, when we are told that we need to minimize the importance of what I would call sacred landmarks, in the Old Testament we're told, don't remove the ancient landmarks that your father set. I see some real ancient landmarks that cancel culture is trying to move and tell us that we should allow to be moved. Now, when I say allow to be moved, you and I both know, Molly, we can't go out and tell people what to believe. We can tell people what we believe and what we hope they will believe. But we're not trying to force an indoctrination on people. But what we are saying is you cannot come and tell us what we may or may not say. And even in our churches, what we may or may not practice when it comes to these issues. That that is so true because that's exactly where we're being pushed. I, I I mean, every single week we see it going further and further towards that. You may not say this. We had a, we had an incident here in in the Cleveland area where a priest in his part of his sermon, part of his part of the mass during his homily, got up and 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 took umbrage with the um, I forget what they call the, the nuns of perpetual um, whatever the of perpetual indulgence yes yes yeah and he took umbrage with it and said you know this is a this is this is insulting this is insult God it's insults you know this the nuns are, are certainly Catholic I mean this is what the, the the whole idea of of the of the convent is a Catholic idea and so you know these 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 sisters of perpetual indulgence it that's a sacred it, it, it's it's blasphemy and my goodness the whole place came down on top of him Uh yeah you know so you're absolutely right we're not even allowed to say in our own churches what we do and don't believe in so this is huge just yesterday i was speaking in uh, indianapolis and uh, a woman stood up in the middle of the Sunday morning uh, sermon that I was preaching and started yelling, love is love, love is oh, love, yeah. love is love. Yeah. And uh, th- w- what struck me about that, that was not, that's not the stuff martyrs are made of. I mean, okay, so somebody <laughs> yelled at me. I mean, come on. <laughs> but yeah. what I what struck me about that was she knew she was walking into a conservative Christian church. Yeah. She knew exactly where that church stood. Yeah. And yet she was behaving as though somebody had imposed some terrible thing on her, you see, yeah. and uh, and and also o- operating with that sense of entitlement to say, I am here to educate you fools as to what you should or should not That's believe exactly and to silence right. you if you won't be converted. Exactly. And this was, you know, this is exactly, this is your, our space and, and it's getting more and more difficult to find our space. And Joe, that's what I'm hoping, you know, when, and I know you will, when, when you come to Cleveland and help us to understand how Christians can continue to be Christians in the cancel culture. You, so, you know, I, I, I look at this and I think we've got to do what you've just said, you know, so, so somebody yelled at you. So what? We've got to keep continue we've got to stand up and continue to speak our truth and of course doing that carries different levels of pushback Mm -hmm. for me somebody stands up and shouts in the middle of my message well boo-hoo 
But Molly, there are parents right now as we speak who are shattered because their son or daughter has come home from the university and said, Mom and Dad, I am now transgender. And if you will not affirm me, I'm not going to have anything to do with you. Yep. Now, that's a completely different type of price to pay because there you have someone you love in ways you, you really can never love anyone else, your own children. And that bond is being severed because this generation has been and is being indoctrinated to believe that people who hold the traditional viewpoints are so odious and so dangerous, they're in the categories of, say, Nazis or the KKK. Yeah. And the price that is being paid by these parents is ginormous, not to mention, of course, believers in other countries where you really can suffer severe financial hardship and even criminal penalties for expressing a traditional view. But this, Molly, we 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 can, of course, and we should point out how wrong it is, how unjust it is. Even the double standard that's involved with it, and that would take us a whole other hour mm-hmm. interview to mm-hmm. talk about. However, we do have to accept the fact that if we are Christ followers, we must take his word seriously. And one of the last things he told his disciples before he himself was arrested was, don't be surprised when the world hates you. That's right. That's right. Now, in America, we have had such a wonderful history in so many ways. We have been free. We have been in a culture which was a a nation and culture which was largely influenced by Judeo-Christian values. And even those who were not directly influenced by them were certainly friendly towards them. So we are not accustomed to being in a position where we have to face such hostility. But the hostility is there. Mm -hmm. And it's not going anywhere. And this is what we have to uh, understand is that the nation around us has hugely changed. And we now cannot just be believers. We need to be apologists and defenders and even prophets and be willing to accept those roles um, and, and step into them boldly. Absolutely. Which again, I think that's one of the reasons we have this conference. Absolutely. That's exactly right. It's to empower the grassroots to be able to stand strong regardless of what's going to come at us. And you know, we have one of, one of the boards that I'm on and, and helped formed here, the Personhood Alliance Board. Um, uh, it's a national board, but one of our, our Tennessee, um, uh, um, uh, affiliate, the, the 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 board member from from Tennessee is one of the six that was charged and 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 has been convicted of praying outside of an abortion facility. I mean, this is where we're at right now. So you're absolutely right. This is it's looking it's staring us right in the face, Joe. And we need to be able to be empowered and be given the strength to move forward. That's why I'm so, I'm so grateful that you are coming to, to Cleveland to be able to talk at our convention. Again, folks, it is the Bringing America Back to Life convention. We will be holding it on March the 8th and the 9th, which is Friday and Saturday, just, just very, very soon. Go to our website, bringingamericabacktolife.org and get your tickets. We probably are going to sell out again. We've already sold out of all of our booths are gone. We're gone. 
two weeks ago. So um, please, if you want to come and listen to Joe, please make sure. Very, very affordable. And in fact, it's $25 for, for a ticket for the full day. So all six uh, presentations for, for the day, you get that for $25, which you can't, you can't beat that. But again, if you do not have enough, if you, you know, you're financially strapped or you've got a large family, please don't hesitate to contact us because we do have sponsorships that we can help you with uh, so that you can be there. Um, but you know, make sure you're there. Joe is going to be talking on Saturday, two thirty to to three thirty. Saturday afternoon, March the the ninth, at the Embassy Suites in Independence. Joe, one of the things that I think that that you also address, and you address it in your your book, and you address it on your website, of course, which is joedallas.com, dot um, is is the challenge to pastors right now? You you sort of addressed it a little bit just now. You know, when you said you were talking in in a, in a congregation, but our pastors themselves themselves almost seem to, you know, we just had a, a big, um, uh, uh, what, what do you call it, a, a vote on the on the Constitution here in Ohio. And the interesting thing was to see how difficult it was to get to get Christian pastors to stand up and talk about the issue of abortion from the pulpit. Do you see that this is, that this trend is beginning to change? Because certainly they were stepping further and further and further away from addressing anything controversial. Um, I don't see it changing, but I'm just wondering maybe, maybe you do see it. Well, I would like to see it changing. I, I hope that it is changing for the better. I, I would like to see more boldness in our leadership, certainly, and more clarity. Um, now, I remember just for example, as you probably do, Molly, a few years back when Barna uh, did a survey of pastors and found that 50% of them were uncomfortable speaking about social issues. And I I want to be fair to pastors in, in pointing out, I think sometimes leaders, pastors in particular, are not necessarily being cowardly. They're not necessarily afraid to speak the truth, but they are afraid of speaking the truth in the wrong way. I think that sometimes pastors are leery uh, because they've heard some leaders uh, speak irresponsibly, sort of take an Archie Bunker approach to different issues. And pastors feel like, well, I don't want to come across like a judgmental jerk. And I think for that reason, there has been a lot of intimidation. Uh, in our leadership. But I also think that that pastors, and I say this very respectfully because I, I have such a regard for pastors, mm-hmm. I do think they must remember the role of the shepherd is not just to feed the flock. That's right. It is also okay. to protect the yep. flock yep. from the wolves. Absolutely. And if the wolves are there, and they are, then it is the job of the shepherd to protect the flock from the wolves. Yeah. It's also the job of the pastor, in my opinion, to be, and this may or may not be fair, but I think it's true these days, you have to wear a few different hats, sort of like Nehemiah and his guys building the wall. I mean, they got tools in one hand to build, and they got weapons in the other hand to defend themselves against the people who don't want them to build. And we, we have to accept the fact that the modern Christian leader, certainly in America, must be pastor and prophet and apologist. Yeah. And we, we really can't shy away from that because I think now to give people the full counsel of God, you're going to have to accept the fact that you'll have to express it clearly to those who want to hear it and then defend the right to say it from those who want to take that right from you and try to reason with people who are somewhere in the middle. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It, uh, you know, and, and you're absolutely right. But you, you know, the, it is it is such a difficult place to be in right now. You know, whereas pastors were always revered. Now, many times they're not. I mean, they're they're, they're scorned. They're you know, they're, oh, yeah. they're they're yelled at. Just exactly as you've just said. You know, see, so we do have that whole issue that we're dealing with with regards to our pastors. But you know, I I really do feel that there is so many times that you know the more the the more we shy away from speaking that truth in love, and it needs to be spoken in love, but speaking the truth, just because you're speaking the truth, and he, you know, does not mean to say that you're being unloving. I mean, you have to, we, we are going to have to get back to the fact where, you know, if the, we have a couple of, maybe three or four times a year, we have a discussion or we have a, a homily on abortion. You know, the, yeah. the, the terrors, the, the destruction that abortion does, that this is what we, you know, I've spent most of my, well, in fact, I've spent all my adult life fighting the abortion issue, the, the abortion beast. And I cannot tell you the heartache, the, the unbelievable heartache it brings with it. And, you know, and so many times I know that, in fact, women have told me if my pastor had just said something, I would not have done it. Yeah. Well, Molly. No, it's a knee-jerk reaction to go back to the Holocaust as an analogy, and I know that is somewhat cliche, but I still have to point out so many German believers, well, not just German believers, believers in many European countries where uh, Hitler had taken over, um, they knew something was going on and that there was some sort of mistreatment of Jewish people. But so often they deliberately shied away from really looking at what was happening. And uh, then after it was all over, so many of them were saying, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. I mean, who could believe that such a thing could be happening? Well, such a thing has been happening right here for more than 50 years now. And I think when people do get into the detailed reality of abortion, they see something horrendous. I, I'll tell you just on a personal note, Wally, I myself, even as a Christian, um, a backslidden Christian at the time, uh, I was a gay activist, but I didn't have very strong feelings about abortion one way or another. A lesbian activist was the one who first opened my eyes because she was a nurse. Now, she was politically, socially extremely liberal, even radical, but she told me, I will never scrub for one of those again because when I did, I was looking into a trash can full of dead babies. And I now this was not someone who would be on the same page with us on anything, Molly, but she was a woman with enough integrity to say, I see what is happening here. We are killing people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, so folks, we please right now go, go to your, go to your computer, go somewhere, but you can uh, just. Make sure you get a ticket to come and listen to Joe Dallas at uh, here in Cleveland on March the 9th. He will be here at 2.30 in the afternoon at the Embassy Suites in Independence. All you need to do is to go to bringingamericabacktolife.org. You can purchase your tickets right there online. And if you, as I said before, if you would like some assistance with, with your tickets, it's not very expensive, $25 per for the full day. All six presentations, you can get them for that. If you'd like to purchase the meals, that's little bit more expensive, but again, very affordable. So please let us know if you need any help. We certainly will work as much as we can to help you and to make sure that you are able to be there. Don't miss out coming and meeting Joe, getting his book, you know, learning all, just sort of 
being someone who can get out there into the culture and start to push back against this absolute debacle that's going on right now. So please, folks, do come to the convention. We really would love to see you all there. And I know Joe would love to meet all of you. Joe, thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you. Molly, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. We'll see you soon. God bless you lots. Bye-bye. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest.